0: Well, this morning we're going to continue our series on faith that we started last week. And to really help us travel down this road to figure out what faith is, how it impacts our lives, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 11 that we started last week. And we're going along and we're stopping along the way each time the author introduces us to one of these historic uh, persons of faith who faced difficulty and yet persevered in faith and God responded by showing himself faithful in their lives and if you think back to last week and even I'll just give you a little glimpse of what we talked about we saw that the author developed a pattern in Hebrews 11 where he brought us to a point of crisis or you might think of that as a moment of decision or a moment of opportunity even perhaps where you can either trust God or not are we going to move forward in faith or are we going to Like the writer of Hebrews says, throw away our confidence. And then you move into this position of faith and we see God respond faithfully. And so this morning, he's going to introduce us to the first person that he wants to use as an advertisement for someone who persevered in faith, demonstrated trust in God. And if you think back over the Old Testament, specifically the book of Genesis, who is the first person? that demonstrated faith and had it commended, had it recognized by God verbally or visibly. What's well, Abel. Abel's the first person who came to God and God approved of his faith, visibly recognized that this man has faith in Him. And you heard the passage read earlier, Alex read from Genesis chapter 4, which gave us the original account. And now the writer of Hebrews is referencing back to that, and he's given us one little piece of that to help us to kind of spur us on in faith, and help us to you know, be encouraged, and say you can keep on keeping trusting in God; He's going to be faithful. And you see that in Hebrews 11, chapter 4. And so, if you got a Bible, try to find Hebrews 11, chapter uh, chapter 11, verse 4. If you don't have a Bible, we got one in the pew in front of you that you are more than welcome to use. And it's just one verse this morning. But that one verse says a lot. So let me read it to us this morning. Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 4. It says By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. So let's dive into this pattern that the writers already developed earlier on in this chapter. You know, what is the moment of crisis or decision or opportunity that he presents us with here? Well, you've got to remember that Cain and Abel are the offspring of Adam and Eve, right? And Adam and Eve have just previously turned their backs on God and they were seeking to build their life apart from God. And the consequence of that is being cast out of the garden and they were going to experience death, a spiritual death, a physical death, unless God was going to intervene in their lives, which He does. He shows them grace and mercy. And so Cain and Abel are living in the consequences of their parents and sins in the world. They sense their brokenness because we all know what God requires of us, right? God requires us to be perfectly loving, perfectly honest, perfectly just, Perfectly faithful all the time. And we're not. <laughs> we have a problem with that. And so we're not always those things. And we don't always show perfect love to Him and perfect obedience, etc. And so, or even earlier on, even with Cain and Abel, there was a recognition that if I'm going to be made right with God, we have to do something about the sin problem. But what am I going to do? How, how could I possibly... Approach God. Well, it doesn't say directly in the text, but I think we can see some allusions to it, and that is that God perhaps instructed Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, and others in that time period how they were to approach Him. And perhaps it was through some type of sacrifice and bringing Him a certain sacrifice, perhaps even during a certain time or season and in a certain way. And so you see in this account that Cain and Abel approach God with this type of sacrifice. You see Cain, who is what we might call a farmer, and so he brings an offering out of his vocation, right? He brings some crops. And then you have Abel, who is like a shepherd, he tends the flocks, and so he brings an offering out of his vocation. He brings, you know, an animal. And so they both bring their sacrifice to God perhaps around the same time, perhaps in the manner in which they were instructed, and they're they're both approaching God with this sacrifice. Now this is the moment of decision, because the question is, will God accept it? And the bigger question is, will God accept me? Will God accept Abel? Will He accept Cain? And that's the question. How, even this morning for us, how are we... Approaching God. You know, in our culture, we have this idea of approaching God, and we, I think most people think it's a great idea to approach God and to have a spiritual life or practice a certain type of religion. But the mindset of the culture is this. The illustration could be used of a, of a you know, bicycle wheel, and God is the hub of the wheel, and you have all these spokes coming from all different directions to the to the middle hub to God. And so the idea is that God's in the middle and everybody can kind of come to God through their own way through how, however they kind of see fit as long as they're sincere in it. I think that's a view that we have in our culture, but Jesus uses a different illustration to describe how we approach God. He uses the idea of a or the concept of a door or a passageway or a gate. And there's only one of these doors. And if you, want, if you want to be with God, if you want to have that sin problem done away with, your sin forgiven, and you come into a relationship with God, then you must pass through that door, that, that one door. And Jesus says, I am the door. I am the way. And so, although the culture may look at spirituality and say, you know, it's a good thing to approach God. Sincere, that's all that really matters. Well, Jesus differs when He says, actually, you need to come to God the way God has prescribed. And so the question for us this morning and the question for Cain and Abel was, am I approaching God my way? Or am I approaching God His way? Will I be accepted? That's the question, right? Will He accept me by the way I'm approaching him. And so that's the moment of crisis for Cain and Abel. Will God accept them? And that moves us down to this issue of faith. Because you see in the account in Genesis 4, and even here in chapter 11, verse 4, what happens? You have two men coming to God. One is accepted, and one is turned away. So what's the difference? I mean, they're both coming with a sacrifice. They're both living in around the same place. They're brothers. They're both, they're both bringing you know, a sacrifice out of what they have to God. And yet one is accepted and one is turned away. What's the difference? Well, there's two words in verse 4 in Hebrews 11, and they're very powerful words. And they are the first two words of the verse. It says, by faith. Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain. And so the the focus is not so much what they brought, but how they brought it. Think of it like this. Think of it like this. Let's say uh, two two people, they go to Target, and they pile their buggy full of stuff, and they both come up to the cashier, and let's just say, hypothetically, no one's in line. Okay, so you get there, both of you are at the cashier, And to pay for your purchases, you both bring out a credit card, a little rectangle piece of plastic. Now, someone that has no concept of credit cards would think that's kind of weird that you would actually pay for something with a piece of plastic. Like, what value does plastic have? Well, we know plastic doesn't have any value. You can't buy things with plastic unless something's true of that plastic, right? And so you both come up to the cash register, one person swipes his card and his payment is accepted and then the other person comes through, swipes his card and his payment is rejected now why? they're both in the same store buying the same things both using a rectangle piece of plastic what's the difference? well, we know one person must have the resources to back it up their card must be connected to resources that can cover the issue here and the other person, let's just say, they just don't have the resources. You know, they're, All they got is plastic. And plastic just doesn't buy anything. And so how does this relate to Cain and Abel? Well, here's the deal. Cain and Abel both present a sacrifice to God. And yet God accepts one and rejects the other. Why? Well, here's the thing with Christianity and God's kingdom. Your sacrifice to God is only acceptable if you are acceptable. Your sacrifice, your obedience, your good works, your ideas, your behavior is only acceptable to God if you are acceptable. And that's why Hebrews says, by faith, Abel offered the sacrifice. Why was the sacrifice accepted? Because of faith. Faith was behind it. Just like when he swiped that credit card, it was accepted. Why? It's not because of the plastic. It's because what supported it, what was behind it. The resources were there, connected to it. It could access it. And so Abel had faith in God. He knew his sin problem, just like we do. we got a problem. How are we going to resolve it? Well, we've got to cry out to God and believe that God can solve it. So even though Abel, he didn't know Christ, he trusted that somehow, way, God was going to provide a way to deal with this sin problem. And so in the meantime, he was going to come to God the way he had prescribed, and he's going to do it by faith, believing however he's going to do it, God's going to provide a way for him to be reconciled to God. And that's why you can have two people offering up pretty much the same thing in some ways. And one walk away accepted, and one walk away rejected. And it's the same thing with us. We, we could have two of the same people sitting in the same pew doing the same thing, and one will walk away accepted, and one will walk away rejected. Because God is looking not for just the action, but He's looking for the faith that fuels the action. We have to come to God the way He is prescribed. And He is prescribed that way to be by faith. And we see Cain and Abel, they're offering up for sacrifice, but we know from the Old Testament and we know from the book of Hebrews that these sacrifices did not take away sin. But what they did is they pointed forward to the, the greater sacrifice, the great sacrifice of God's own Son, Christ, when He came to earth, lived a perfect life, died on the cross as a sacrifice for our sin, took on the payment, took on our spiritual bankruptcy, paid the debt, and not only paid the debt, but also enabled us to come into a relationship with God and spend our life for God in a way that pleases Him. That's what Christ did. And the way you tap into that or plug into that is by faith. You trust that God can solve the sin problem. And that's why Cain walked away rejected and Abel walked away accepted. Now, in our culture, there are many other religions of the world. And in many of those religions, this is how it works. You obey a certain type of, certain law or you do certain things, you pray certain things, you go through certain motions And when you do these things, then you are accepted. So I so I sacrifice, I give, I do these things, and then I'm accepted by God. But that's not Christianity. Christianity is first you have to be accepted, and then you can obey. And we see that even when God took his people out of Egypt, right? What did he do? Well, he gave them the Ten Commandments, but what did he do first? He rescued them out of slavery first. Then He gave them the commandments. Same thing with us today. He brings us out of our sin through faith in Christ. Then we are put in a position to where we can obey God in a way that's pleasing to Him. Only if you're accepted first. And that's why Abel's sacrifice was accepted. Because he was accepted. By faith. You know, in Jude, uh, verse 11, Jude's just a short letter in the Bible only has one chapter. So if you're thinking of a a book of the Bible to memorize, Jude would be a good one to start with. In verse 11, Jude explains that those people who oppose God, even under the guise of religion, he says, they go the way of Cain. It's interesting. They go the way of Cain. So they may be religious people, but they're doing it For some other reason rather than having faith in God and for for God's glory. And so they're going the way of Cain. And so this morning for us, if we want to approach God, we've got to ask ourselves the question Are we going to go the way of Cain and just go through the motions thinking that we're going to earn our acceptance before God? Or are we going to go the way of Abel, the way of faith? And then lastly, How does God respond to that? How does God respond to us when we approach Him by faith? Well, it says in verse 4, that by faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. And so your version or your translation may say, he was given testimony or it was testified that he was righteous. And the idea is this. Abel presents his sacrifice to God. And God visibly somehow, we're not sure how. Maybe he sent down fire and consumed the offering like he had done or like he will do in other instances in the Old Testament. But somehow God accepts Cain's sacrifice, and it says here, by accepting his sacrifice, he is testifying that Abel is righteous. You see that? He says, I'm going to accept your testimony to to demonstrate and to declare that you are righteous. Because the way you offered it was the right way. It's not only going through this motion, but it was faith-filled. You did it in faith. And so God bears witness and says, I'm going to accept your testimony as a visible demonstration that you are righteous. And we saw Cain's response to that, right? He walked away angry. And we see this all throughout the New Testament. We see it with Jesus. Those who thought themselves righteous, what did they do to Christ? They crucified Him. But yet, here's what's interesting. Even though Abel was the righteous one, Cain, out of his anger, and even though God, out of his grace and mercy, still reaches out to Cain. Yet Cain still turns his back on God. He's going to do it his way. And so Cain lashes out against the righteous one, Abel, and kills him. And so what does that tell us? That tells us that if we try to go our own way, If we try to live our lives outside of faith in Christ, then we are going to be hostile not only towards God, but towards His people. Towards His ways, towards what He's doing. You're not just going to be indifferent or not for God, but you're actually going to be opposed to God. And what we're going to see, not only here, but next week when we look at Enoch, is that without faith it's impossible to please God. We've got to trust in not only for salvation, but for everything we do. We want to live lives of faith. So the question for us is, who are we depending on for our righteousness? How do you think you're going to be accepted to God by God? How are you going to be accepted by God? Do you think you're going to be accepted because of your good, your good works, your good deeds... Do you think you're going to be accepted because you've just suffered so much in this life that you think surely God's going to accept you because look at all that you've gone through? Or will you be accepted by God because of the goodness of Christ and what Christ suffered for you? At the very end of verse 4, notice what he says. He says, And through his faith, me, Abel, and through Abel's faith, though he died, he still speaks. Now what is he saying? I think he's saying at least two things. One, I think he's saying to us, and I think this is why the writer puts it in chapter 11, I think he's saying, you need to have faith in God. You must have faith in God. If you want to deal with the sin problem, If you want to approach God and be reconciled to God, you must have faith in in His Son, Jesus Christ, in the way He's going to deal with the sin problem. I think that's one thing Abel's saying. I think another thing he's saying is this. That although Abel died, God still cared for him. God's going to continue to deal with the issues even once we're gone. He's going to continue to make things right. You know, he's going to make all things beautiful in its time. He's going to renew all things. And that should comfort us who have faith in Christ. And that is, even once you die, God will care for you and hear you and be with you. And so even though Abel's dead, he's been dead for thousands of years, he still speaks. And He even tells us today, and just like He told those Hebrews, trust in God. Place your faith in God. And God will be faithful to you forever. And so this morning, how are you approaching God? Can you say that I'm approaching God through Christ? Or are you trying to approach God and gain His approval through some other way. It is only through Christ that you will be accepted. Because He is the only one that can deal with our sin problem. Let's pray. Lord, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for the encouragement it brings to us, but also the conviction. Because it tells us that we are worse off than we ever thought but yet at the same time that You are more gracious and loving than we ever dared hope. And that through Jesus Christ, we can approach You, and not only approach You by faith, but be accepted by You, to come into Your family, and to be put in a position where we can spend our lives honoring You, glorifying You in all that we say and do because of what Christ has done for us. Lord, I pray if there's anybody here who is trying to approach you in any other way than through Christ, that today you would draw them to yourself through your Son. And they would give up trying all these other ways and they would yield to Christ and place their faith in Him. For those that know you, God, I pray that you would encourage them just like you were encouraging these first century Christians through the letter of Hebrews that we can persevere in faith. Not only as we enter into our salvation, but also day by day by day, we can trust You. And I pray that they would sense that encouragement from Your Word this morning. And we trust You for all these things. In Jesus' name, Amen.